Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox. And tonight we start step 12. It is the last step, and we are so excited to get going and to talk about love. That is step 12, love. Tonight is introduction night. You know what that means. Anything goes. And what? let's get started. For uh, To start off, though, to let you know, Terry is not feeling well tonight, so she will not be joining us. I know. We're all sad. But hopefully she will feel better soon, and we have a great guest coach uh, here with us tonight for the first time. So everyone, please welcome Tamira Hamilton. Hello. 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 So please, uh, Tamira, tell our audience what it is that you get to do and who it is you get to serve. I serve basically moms and grandmas who really want to monetize themselves and perhaps, not necessarily, but perhaps get out of a soul-sucking corporate job so that they can have more time doing what they love with those they love and from anywhere. And I've been doing that since 2013. Time really flies when you're having fun. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it did. Um, that is awesome. I love that. That's so in line with um, what we do, which is one reason we were excited to have you on the show. So I think we're going to have a great conversation. So to start us off, what does love mean to you? Oh, goodness. I was prepared for so much, but not that question. Um, love. <laughs> You got me coming out of the gate, girl. So love to me is just the highest state of being. It is, you know, it's just freedom. It's the highest energy, the highest feeling. It's an emotion. It's unconditional. And I just honestly think the world needs a lot more of it. Um, especially the unconditional part, Um, because so much of what we see as far as love and what is claimed to be love these days is very territorial. It's about ownership. There's not really a lot of freedom. And when I say freedom in this sense, I mean freedom slash unconditionalness to it. It's all about you Mm -hmm. have to be this, you have to do that, you have to meet what I think you should be in order to receive or earn my love. And I don't know. I just mm-hmm. think love is just, it's, it's, I don't think it's a currency. I think it's like air. I think it's like air, like, I'm trying to think what else along the lines of air. You know, it's like a basic need that we all yeah. have. And 
you know, when you when you do get it, when you do feel it, especially in the purest form, it is like energy like no other. There's nothing that can fuel you like love. Mhm. I love that. For being stumped, you did really good. <laughs> I, I kind of risked a little bit. Yeah, well, you did good. I love that. I oh, think thank you. that as a society, we definitely need so much more love. Um, and I think that we need we need to have love for ourselves. I think a lot of the division that's going on in our in our world is because people don't love themselves. And so they feel unsafe, like they have to put their walls up, like they can't um, trust what's going on around them. They can't, uh, you know, they're, they're consumed by fear. I feel like there's either love or fear. And so if you don't have love, then you are dealing with fear. And when you're in fear, you do all kinds of things that aren't in alignment with you, that aren't your your best or highest self and you make you make decisions that you're eventually probably going to regret and i think that a lot of the division that's going on right now has to do with fear um you know putting people in boxes and generalization and and you know this kind of person is is like this and if you look like this then you're like that if you go to this church then you believe this and there's those there's no black and white when it comes to people we we are all different regardless if we grew up in the same house with the same parents we we see and view the world differently none of us are the same and so i just think that um you know love can exist in the gray and it can exist in the black and the white as well, but I think that when when we can exist in the gray, when we can see the variety of people, see the variety of of beliefs, of thoughts, of of interests, of whatever it may be, when we can see the variety of what is the human race, that is love. I would agree with that. I think so much of it, it really boils down to power. And it's funny because a good friend of mine and I were having a conversation many years ago. And, you know, one of the things that um, that I've learned about myself is the trauma bonds with friends. Mm-hmm. because of different relationships with your mother, right? And so she was having this conversation with her sister, and she was telling me about it. And it was it went along the lines of something about uh, mothers know what buttons to push because they installed them. And the reel that I just saw <laughs> within like the last 20 minutes ago on Instagram basically said something similar, and it was like, of course your family knows what triggers to push because – they installed them, right? And it just takes me back to mm-hmm. being a kid when my sister and I were only 18 months apart. And um, I don't know, I think my mom always had this dream of us being like best friends, which we eventually became. But when we were younger, it was just like cats and dogs. 
and she would know yeah. exactly what she couldn't beat me physically, but she would know exactly what to say to trigger me, right? Yeah. And so I think a lot of that is what is going on in society. And I don't know how deep you want to get here, girl, so you're going to have to stop me and let me know. Oh, let's go deep. But I think a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of religion, for example, a lot of the evangelism, the Christian fundamentalism that's being espoused is rooted in fear, like you said, and it's, it's, it's fear tactics being used to, they're being deployed to manipulate and control people because having gotten my undergraduate degree from a, uh, let's just say a Christian school, I won't say which denomination, having grown up in a Christian family, um, and I mean like my grandfather's a pastor, my other grandfather was a deacon, so, you know, Sunday school and mm-hmm. church was definitely a part of my childhood. And going to, like I said, a Christian college for undergrad and really learning what Jesus was about over my life and the love and the agape love, and that's just not what's being used in today's mm-hmm. society and in today's world a lot of the most hateful people that I know and have encountered, especially online, are so-called Christians. And it is the weirdest thing to me because that's not. Jesus was really, truly all about love, you know? And mm-hmm. so yeah. it's so fascinating to me to see how that love, because I, I agree, love and fear just don't really coexist, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, Faith and fear really don't coexist, but so Mm -hmm. much is being done and laws being enacted and so many different things based on fear. And it's just weird to me. There's a lot of craziness going on for sure. And I think that, I think that people can twist anything, right? They twist Mm -hmm. fear, they twist love. And it's not just one sect of people, um, you know. There's been people twisting love um, from the beginning of time, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and I think that I think that there's so many misunderstandings that a lot of people don't know the true essence of God. You know, I think that. They, they're they taught to, um, you know, be afraid or, um, yes. you know, they're going to get punished. You know, they use yes. that, that, that fear of being punished to get you to be obedient when really yes. it's love me, love me and, and show me you love me by being obedient, right? It's like right. a totally different totally different way of approaching and I think that we do that or people not we but people do that with all kinds of things they focus on the punishment instead of the love and that's something that I've even been challenged with as a parent you know of going first to the the negative consequences than positive consequences you know instead of getting mad that you've had to say do the dishes three times, <laughs> you know, 
and start threatening to take the phone away um, to, you know, putting the focus to, you know, that, that time they did get up and do the dishes of praising them and over praising them. And you know what I mean? It can be, yeah. it can be a struggle. Even when it comes down to simple things, the focusing on the love or focusing on the punishment or the fear or the negative consequences. And I think when we can focus on the love, it's always going to be better. Um, you know, but it, it's a way of, it's a way of shifting um, and almost constantly shifting our thoughts to love. And I think that kind of one of the tests of this life is um, teaching ourselves to constantly redirect ourselves to love. And I think it's, it, it's human nature to, to um, go to fear. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, um, what's the word I want to use? Well, I mean, it's, it's a, a like a safety mechanism. Yeah. Say again? One is definitely on, it's definitely on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Your lower level needs of right. safety, security, love, belonging, right? Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. we feel unsafe, as you first said, when we open this call, when we feel unloved and we feel unsafe, we also deal with a lot. Some of the ramifications of that are operating out of guilt, right? Operating mm-hmm. in people-pleasing mode and lack of of worthiness. I saw this post earlier mm-hmm. on Facebook in a group where a guy said, I, I helped my daughter pay her rent and a bill today, and 30 minutes later she was on a boat partying with friends. And Again, just take it back to love, right? It's it's not about mm-hmm. just being taken advantage of, but someone who needs help with their rent or their bills, especially when, you know, food and rents and mortgages and everything are, like, crazy right now. Yeah. Doesn't mean she's not worthy of being able to go out and have a good time with friends and be and have that relief of and not having the stress of I might be homeless, I might be without lights, I might uh-huh. be without glass, gas, and you know, um, uh-huh. you know, electricity. And so, unfortunately, our society is so built on. Well, it's it's again. Love is for everyone, right? So it's a mm-hmm. basic need for everyone. So whether you're the poorest of the poor, or the wealthiest of the wealthy, you are lo- you are loving, you are deserving of love just because you mm-hmm. are. And from a religious sense, because you are a child of God, you are worthy of love. You are worthy of being loved and lovable, and to give love. And it's not an ownership thing. And there's uh-huh. Along with this, this lack of love and really giving it is this huge attack on poverty and poor people and linking it to you're not you're not worthy of love you're not worthy of mercy you're not worthy of forgiveness you're not worthy of you know think about you know a couple of years ago how every day in the news there was something about you know taking action against kids who were behind on their school lunch bill. Oh, and, like, that's uh-huh. the most heartless thing to me. 
to shame and embarrass a child because their parents fell behind on their lunch bill, right? And I know as a parent, like my girls are 31 and 26, where it wasn't a a money issue. It was because you just don't realize how fast that money goes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hear you on that. Yeah, you write the check and and you don't realize it until you get the letter home and then you you clear it up, right? And Uh just the idea of shaming and even humiliating a child in need, because I I don't know, again, I just look at it as basic needs being met. If someone Uh is falling behind on their lunch money, imagine what else is falling behind at home. How can that child come uh-huh. to school and learn in in the best environment if they're 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 doing it on a empty stomach, if they're not exactly. not eating, if they're not getting proper nutrition. So again, how can we say we love each other, let alone Jesus or God, if we feel that way about each other? It's just the weirdest thing to me. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that, I think, like, shaming a child or a homeless person or someone walking down the street who you don't, um, you know, you don't agree with, you know, what they're wearing or the color of their hair, I think that we can become so judgmental and when we are judging someone, there's no room for us to love them. And so, you know, just releasing those judgments, those expectations, like when you were talking about the dad where he paid for his daughter's rent and a bill and then she was on a boat, like he had an expectation of of her. I'm going to pay this bill and then you're going to do this, right? And the way he right. was seeing, she was doing the opposite, right? Like, right. she could be spending absolutely no money whatsoever being on that boat with her friends. Exactly. Right? But because her rent was paid, she was actually able to enjoy herself, right? So Exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's just, well, you know, when we have these judgments, you know, it, it separates us. Yes. Yes, and and let's let's not forget too that often the lack of love, the lack of worthiness, the lack of um, and the and the judgment is that self judgment, right? It's that judging yourself, uh-huh. and yep. you know that judging yourself and how that manifests and translates into other things, you know, like that negative self-talk, that not feeling worthy, that not, that that guilt, because uh, to me, it's very, I don't, I think a lot of the reason people have a hard time loving other people is because they don't first love themselves. That self-love is so important. Like, we talk a lot about self-care, and I think a lot of people naturally assume or it's implied that that means self-love, and they are not always one in the same. I think it's a lot easier to engage in self-care when you have that self-love, and that self-love begins with worthiness, knowing that you are worthy Uh of love 
and 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 if you are truly worthy of love, then you freely give it to yourself as you would give it to someone else. And that's when it becomes easier Absolutely. to set boundaries, to not be manipulated, yes. to not be taken advantage of, to not be used and abused because you know who you are, you know what you're worth, and you love yourself enough to set boundaries around what is and is not acceptable for you and able to do it from a place of where you don't have to place judgment on the next person, where you don't have mm-hmm. to try to control and manipulate them. You're just merely setting your boundary and letting them know when it comes to you. And then you don't have to have these expectations of, well, I just helped so-and-so pay their rent and their and their bill, and now they're on this boat, but when you have love, you also then can have empathy, like, wow, they probably were really stressed, and now they're able to just relax and have some, you know, and have that relief, you know, not worrying about if they're going to be homeless, if they're going to be sitting in the dark, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I love, I love that you said that. I think that when we when we can love ourselves, then it's much easier for us to love other people. And until we love ourselves, until we love ourselves, we're not going to see the love that other people are giving us. We're not going to believe that they love us because we don't love us. So why would someone else love us? And, And then all of that judgment and shame and guilt comes up and we put it on other people and we put mm-hmm. it on ourselves and we put it on society and we put it on, you know, all of, all of these different things because we can't, because we can't love ourselves. And I think that self-care is a way of loving yourself. It's so right. when you allow yourself to take care of yourself, those are acts of love. But I think that you're right that sometimes we can get, uh, what's the right word, but we can get kind of lost in the self-care um, aspect of, you know, getting our nails done, I know, you know, or taking a bubble bath. And there's so much more to self-care than that. There's Believe so me, much I know. More to that. But, like, there's we enough. get, yeah, we get lost in these acts of self-care. Right. But are we doing them because we're loving ourselves? Or are we doing them because we're trying to, you know, compete with the Joneses, sort of say, or because we think we should do them or we think we need to do them, you know, or are we doing them because we are loving ourselves by doing it? You know, are we... Well, right, and part of that self-care Allowing is ourselves time to, to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Say again? Yeah, and it, and it's also dealing peeling those layers back and dealing with why is it that we have a hard time loving ourselves? Why is it that we have a hard time mm-hmm. feeling worthy? And I think for a lot of us it goes back to who our caregivers were when we were children, be mm-hmm. that your natural parents, adopted parents, grandparents, or whoever filled that role. And mm-hmm. if they made you feel worthy, if they made you feel loved, if it was unconditional love or if it was came with heavy conditions, which, hello, I think for a lot of people it came with heavy conditions, right? And, you know, yeah. if they used tactics of gain, yeah, like guilt and, and shame and 
until you learn to give yourself that love that you craved as a child, uh-huh. you have to learn to self, you have to learn. It, it's like you're taking your present you and you're going back and you're soothing that child uh-huh. who didn't feel safe, who didn't feel loved. It's you giving that child the love that you wish you'd gotten then, but you're doing it for yourself now as yeah. an adult, you know. Yeah. Self-soothing and, and teaching yourself and saying things like, I am safe, I am loved, I am secure. And that can mm-hmm. just change and open up a whole new world for you. Going back and looking at when was the first time I felt unworthy or I felt unloved and and having a conversation with that child and letting mm-hmm. them know that they are, that they are worthy and they, and they, they are loved. And, and then going mm-hmm. to the next time you remember it and the next time you remember it and the next time. And I think that we don't always allow ourselves conversations with each stage of our childhood, mm-hmm. you know, like we'll, we'll go back to when we were three or we'll go back to when we were 15, but there were lots of stages that created the filter in which we see ourselves. It wasn't one Yeah, thing. that's why it's called healing, and right? so it's, it's not going to take process. one conversation. Exactly. Yeah, it's not going to take one conversation. It's going to be an ongoing process. And yeah. to slowly shift that filter of of exactly. how we see ourselves, how we see others, how we see the world, um, because we're seeing it through this this filter that has been created by, you know, the experiences of our lives. Exactly. And I so, think it also involves forgiving, right? And often it's our own selves that we have to forgive. It's either ourselves or oh, our parents yeah. and... I remember reading this um, quote, of course, on social media. Everything boils down to social media yeah. several years ago, and there were two of them. It was, there was one that said something like, when a woman heals herself, it, it has a ripple effect is what it – and I'm strongly paraphrasing, uh-huh. but it was to the effect that of when a woman heals herself, she heals everyone else around her. And I truly, uh-huh. truly believe that, especially when you think of – um, and I'm going to go to my Spanish here, la ama de la casa, you know, you know, a mother, right? And how uh-huh. they always say, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy, right? And the yeah. other quote was when you begin to realize that, and I saw this, someone else talking about this recently too, that your parents were a lot, like I turned 18 on Tuesday, had a baby the next, Right. So especially like my oldest daughter, but both of my kids, they literally saw me grow up. They We grew up together. They grew up with me. And mm-hmm. a lot of us, in many ways, we grew up with our parents who also grew up, especially generationally, the show is Fearless Generations, who mm-hmm. did not necessarily, you know, I'm not going to say didn't have the best parents. I think they did the best job they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. But they, a lot of the mm-hmm. things that we know and are the stuff now just weren't back then. So they were dealing with their own traumas. They were dealing with their own stuff yeah. that they had to heal from. And when you begin to see your parents through those eyes, it's a lot easier to give them the forgiving and release it mm-hmm. and and peel back the layers and really deal with that, that childhood stuff and realize, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not going to get it. I'm I'm just not going to get it from my parents. 
and it's up to me to give it to myself because I'm now of yeah. the age where it's my responsibility to heal from it. I can't help what happened to me, but it's my responsibility to heal from it. Yeah. When I became a parent, especially when my kids became teenagers, I felt so bad for how I treated my mom. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my gosh, I I am so sorry, Mom. But also I have become an adult and fostered an, uh, an adult relationship with my mother and mm-hmm. know about her past and know about her parents and her parents' parents mm-hmm. and how they were all raised. You know, everybody's right. just trying to do the best they can. And, With what they you know, it, mm-hmm. it allows you, it can allow you to release some of that, um, some of that anger or, mm-hmm. or frustration that you might have against your parents, but it also lets you release it on yourself, you know, the, what yes. you have towards yourself. Right. Okay, we have one minute left. Okay. <laughs> this has gone by so quickly, and I want to make sure that um, people know where they can go and find you um, if they would like to get to know you better. So where would they go? Yeah, I'm on all the social medias. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure I gave you all the links for the show notes. Um, And so as long as we can get that in the show notes, they will be able to find me very easily. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Um, I think I sent my email over, TamiraSHamilton at gmail.com. Um, I'm every I'm I'm in pretty much all the places. YouTube, TikTok, I'm everywhere. And you can always search for my first and last <laughs> name, Tamira Hamilton. Awesome. Thank you so much. And please feel free if you have anything going on that you'd like to invite the listeners to, post it in the Facebook group, get fearless at any age I'm of fearless generation. Will. So they have yeah. easy one click access to all of that. Thank you so okay. much for being here with me tonight. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It went way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I It does, I tell you. Even with Carrie not being here, it went way fast. So we want to remind yeah. you that the 12 steps were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please please go to fearlessliving.org, as well as you can go to fearlessgenerations.org and find out everything about Terry and I, all our workshops, all our past episodes of the podcast, all of the great things we have going on, like our upcoming program that will be starting next month, um, where we'll go even deeper into the 12 Steps to Freedom Uh, So find all of that there as well as on all our social medias as Fearless Generations. And we thank you for coming back each week. And until next week, everybody, stay fearless. Bye.